0: health, wellness, career, family, life, and the better side of 50. I'm your host, Michelle Fallin, and this is Asking for a Friend. Welcome, listeners, to Asking for a Friend. How lucky am I to be speaking with my beautiful BFF and Gerhardt. We met in the first few days of college almost 40 years ago. And we don't get to see each other all that often, but it is a true testament to our friendship and the way we can just pick up right where we left off. So welcome, Ann.
1: Thank you. Glad to be here.
0: Well, really happy to have you here. I will tell you, when I started putting together ideas for the podcast, I had your name written down as a guest, and the reason I did is because you made the decision to go gray quite a while ago. And you know what? First of all, I want you to just tell the listeners just a little bit about yourself, because I'd like to do that first.
1: Well, I been married for 32 plus years, mother of two adult young men that are just prides of my life. They have two lovely wives, and I am a grandmother of one. I got my little girl. Her name is Nina. I'm lucky enough to watch her one day a week. I work part-time two days a week. In my spare time, I'm an artist of many different things, always creating, very creative type, always making.
0: I love that. I love that you're still creating and doing your art. I think that's something that we'll need to talk about as another topic on this podcast is about really fulfilling that creative artistic part that oftentimes we leave in the dust when we have families. And now that we are a little older, we have a little time to spend on that. Another topic for another day. (laughs) So like I said, I wanted you to be on the show because you did decide to go gray quite a while ago. When did you start actually going gray? Because I don't really remember.
1: I would say probably noticed my first gray hairs in my very early 20s. By the time I was in my mid-20s, I was getting quite a few. And I actually chatted with my really cool stylist back then, an older guy named Vernon, who had been my mom's stylist. He told me he thought having gray hairs that young was hot on a woman my age, <laughs> and I couldn't really embrace it at 25. I wasn't ready for it. I equated it with my mom with getting older. I wasn't even married yet at that time, and I just wasn't embracing that. So okay. I started putting some highlights at that I
0: point. do remember Vernon, and Vernon just missed the mark on that one, but that's <laughs> I
1: think but yeah
0: yeah so when did your mom start going gray
1: probably about the same time like same age as I did she colored her hair to match her childhood hair which was jet black she colored it jet black till she was about 40 and then she quit coloring her hair just a couple years younger than I was when I stopped coloring mine
0: Do you remember when she did that? Did she go gray slowly or did she just let it grow out?
1: Well, I mean, that was back in the day, you know, when you went and got your hair done at the salon every Friday and it was a helmet for a week. So she had short hair. Her solution to it was to get this kind of, it was like a silver spray paint almost that was made (laughs) of her hair that she put on her hair. And then I think when it got to a certain point, she started to use something called roux. R-O-U-X.
0: I remember that.
1: And I think she was silver lining was her color of roux. But the line between the black and the gray coming in, she just sprayed it all over. She just worked with it. Mm -hmm. You did what you had to do, I guess. I was only about five years old when she did that. So I don't have a lot of memories, just that, of her doing it. So what about your sisters? Did they go... Gray, pretty young? My oldest sister did. As a matter of fact, she and I decided to go gray at the same time. She was my gray transition buddy, which I highly recommend if someone decides to do it. Find somebody you can do it with for moral support or someone that's been there and done that. It helps. My other sister was much more of a late starter, but she never colored her hair. She now is total salt and pepper. She isn't white like I am. Okay. But she's never colored her hair. She loves her gray. She wishes she had the hair that my older sister and I do.
0: Okay. Obviously, our listeners can't see you, but Anne has this beautiful hair. It's this white, silvery color that is enviable. You and I have talked about this topic before. And as I started doing research on Instagram, There are so many women that have their Instagram sites tied to their hair color. Gigi goes gray or whatever the case is. There's hundreds of them. Yes. This is a trend. It's a movement. It's a movement. I think it's a positive movement that women are going to be more comfortable making this transition.
1: I think it's a lot more popular or common today than it was when I did it. Back then, not many people did it. Now, and I don't know if it's because there's so many gray and silver, it's kind of trendy for young people to get that kind of whitish gray dye job. It's made women my age and maybe a little younger more comfortable in embracing that. But yeah, there's a lot more out there, a lot more support out there than when I did it. How old
0: were you when you finally made that decision? Because it wasn't an easy decision for you.
1: No, it wasn't at all. I was 42. I was fortunate enough that my mother and my grandmother all had the same white hair that I do. So I knew pretty much what was under the hood when I was growing (laughs) up. I knew what to expect. It didn't make it that much easier process, but at least I didn't have this fear of, oh God, what if it's ugly? I kind of knew it would look like theirs. So I was 42, I had been coloring my hair. It had gotten to the point where I had to do touch-ups or re every two weeks, or I would start to get that skunk stripe. And I was in kind of a medium brown and it started to burn my scalp. So that really pushed me to the edge just because I thought, if it's burning my scalp, it can't be that good for me to have those chemicals rubbing them into your head. It kind of freaked me out. So that was really what pushed me to do something
0: your sisters were probably supportive, but what about your husband, Rob? What did he think about this
1: decision? He's always supportive of everything. He just didn't want me to cut my hair short and start to wear baggy denim dresses and (laughs) kind of be a dumpy middle-aged woman. So and I've never been a short hair. Not that there's people with gorgeous short hair, but I think everyone can kind of get the visual of what I'm talking about with that. He just didn't want me to lose who I was.
0: Right. He still wanted you to look like
1: Anne. Right.
0: Who had shoulder-length hair. Right. I get that. If you'd had short hair all along, that would have been fine. Right. And then, what about your boys? Because your boys may have had an opinion.
1: I mean, they were... Junior high age, so they didn't really notice much. But I do remember in the early part of letting this happen, before I'd really had any appointments with my hairdresser to help me out, my line was starting to get pretty pronounced. And my younger son looked at me at dinner one night and said, What's up with your hair? And that was really when I was at my low point as far as self-confidence with the whole thing. What am I doing? Why am I doing this? And I just started to cry at the kitchen table. And my other son said, look what you did. You made her cry. And so I <laughs> explained to them what I was doing. And they're like, okay. They were never, I mean, not that they told me, they, to, but I don't think they ever had any embarrassment or anything over it. It just was what it was. Right. You
0: know, kids sometimes can be, our toughest critics. I know when my sister was told she had to get braces, her son was like, oh God, mom, you're not going to do like the metal with bands and all that stuff, are you? My sister had to go back to the orthodontist and say, hey, can we try the Invisalign? (laughs) Because my son's not real hip on me walking around with a metal mouth. She ended up doing Invisalign and it turned out fine. But I mean, sometimes they have an opinion and It is what it is. Speaking of having an opinion, during COVID, you dodged the bullet because you didn't have to worry about getting your hair colored during COVID when all the salons were closed. But my first trip back to the salon during COVID, I thought, well, this will be a great time to find out how gray I am. I lifted up the back of my hair and I said, all right, how gray am I? Because I did maybe one or two little touch-ups with the roots. But she said, you're 75% gray. (laughs) It's like, oh, dear God. It is what it is. I'm not as brave as you. I'm not ready to do that yet. God knows my mother still had dark hair when she passed away in her late 80s. So (laughs) it may be a bit of a push for my sisters and me to, to go that route. But one of us will get there eventually and then we'll probably convince the others too as well.
1: I do think you are a product of your mother, though, in many ways. I mean, I think my mother helped me probably reach the decision at a younger age because she did it.
0: Right. That's a good point. And then you went to your trusted salon stylist to start this transition. How did you go about it?
1: Well, basically, she did some research and it said back then there weren't the silver and gray colors available. So she said, what we have to do is we have to pretty much take you blonde and then let the blonde grow out. So she started to cut the line with highlights and she did a lot of highlights at first to cut the line. And I would go back every three weeks for the first probably three or four months just to keep the line. And then every time she'd do just a little bit less. And when we got to about nine months, I looked at her, I said, you know, at this point, I just got to go with it. And I never did cut it shorter than a short bob. So it was always below my ears. That was kind of a deal I struck with my husband. (laughs) I've seen women that have gone with the pixies. I'm just not a pixie person. I've seen women that have shaved their heads. I don't know that I want to do that. I would do it the same as I did that same way, other than I'd have better color choices available now. But it wasn't easy, but I got through it. I felt at the time it would never be done, but eventually you do get through it.
0: So the last time I was at the salon, knowing we were going to have this conversation, I asked Megan, my trusted salon stylist, about this process. And I said, hey, I was on Instagram and I saw this guy out of L.A. that you had told me about. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, I just say, beware. She said, it makes it look like he's doing this in your normal visit. But he said, those women are there all day.
1: Yes. And he does make it pretty clear if you follow him that this is a long process. Usually he'll put a graphic up that'll say something like eight hours, nine hours, four hours. He has even gone to the point where he talks about money a little bit, that it is usually a few thousand dollars to get it done, depending about how long your hair is, how much you're willing to cut off, how dark your hair is. All of that goes into account. It takes them a long, long time. Women fly from all over the country. He'll have women in his chair from Miami, Florida, Alaska. <laughs> he even had a woman in there from Dubai one day. But I find it fascinating. If you have the money and you want to do it the easiest route,
0: yeah,
1: go for it. That's probably about as easy as it goes. But I do think that you can find a colorist locally, probably, that has good skills and can do the same thing.
0: Yeah, I think it's just, it's like you have to have a consultation and figure out what your. It's almost like a treatment plan of how you're going to go about it. After you did this, what kind of response did you get from people? Because I really think we need to talk about this.
1: (laughs) Well, one of my favorite stories or not least favorite stories or experiences. I was probably a few months into the process. The gray was very much visible at the time. And I was in Kroger and an older gentleman from my neighborhood, probably my dad's age, comes up to me and he says, do you have a daughter that lives nearby? You look just like a woman in my neighborhood. And I said, no, that would be me. I live in your neighborhood. No, it can't be you. It has to be your daughter. I said, no, it's me. And he said once again, no. And I said, look, I quit dyeing my hair. Meanwhile, his wife is fading into the aisle, wishing she could be swallowed up. And he looks at me and he says, you're prematurely gray, aren't you? And I said, yeah, I am. And I said, all right, see you around. And just kept walking. (laughs) God, It was everything that I could do to not go pick up a box of L'Oreal and go home and say to hell with all of it. Because... That was traumatic. I ended up having lunch with my sister, who was doing this transition with me, and my niece. And it was right before Lent started. And I said, I told them the story, and then we were talking about Lent. And I said, I might give up wine for Lent this year. And my sister looks at me and she says, Okay, you either got to color your hair or give up wine because you can't do both. (laughs) You won't make it. So, well, I didn't give up wine.
0: (laughs) Good. I know. It's hard. With people sometimes are not always real kind with their comments. My dad, I don't know, he was at some reunion, like high school reunion or I think, and a man came up to him and said, Whoa, you got gray. (laughs) And my dad was wanted to say, Yeah, you got fat, but he didn't. You know, people really don't
1: think sometimes.
0: Yeah, I know. They
1: don't. I have to say though, I get ten to 20 times more the compliments. Of my, well, I never got compliments on my hair before. So any compliments I had, I mean, I get them regularly. From the moment I did it, I'll have random people stop me and just say, wow, your hair looks amazing. I love your hair. I wish I could do that. I would love for my hair to be, if I knew my hair would look like that, I would do it. So the hurtful things are... Quite a bit fewer and far between than the really sweet comments that I get from random people that I have never met before. So that's the plus side. It isn't all about people being insensitive, but they're out there and I do get it every once in a while. And even from friends that will make comments about, you know, women who've let themselves go because they have this gray stringy hair and, and I, I know they don't mean to hurt my feelings, but it kind of hurts my feelings. because I wonder what are they saying about me when I'm not around? Right. So Be kind with your words about people, regardless of what their situation is.
0: That's one thing that I really want to emphasize on this podcast. Asking for a friend is about being supportive of women through whatever we're going through. Mm -hmm. Again, I think the decision to finally go gray, to step away from hair color is a very brave decision. And I think it can be extremely positive. It can be very freeing, not just from the side effects of possibly hair color. It could be the cost that can be very freeing. I know if you're touching your hair up every two weeks or having to go to the salon every three or four weeks, whatever the case might be, that can be very expensive. And it's not an easy thing. I mean, I had my 40-year reunion this past weekend. And of course I spent, you know, a half an hour touching up my roots <laughs> because God knows I didn't want to look like Pepe LePew at my reunion, but there's some time involved with that. So again, I think thinking about how you approach people who are deciding to go through this, I think it's important by choosing your words wisely. So now that you have this information in hindsight, what, words of advice would you give to women that are considering going silver?
1: To be patient with the process. I mean, it can happen overnight, but it still is going to have be maintenance. Even if you do go and get it dyed, you have to really treat it kindly so it doesn't fade out and become yellow. So be patient. Keep in mind that you're going to need to change maybe the way you do your makeup, Perhaps the clothes you wear, the colors you wear. I think it's more important than ever that you have regular trips to your stylist to keep your hair with a clean cut. Because gray hair does tend to be more wiry and more fuzzy. So that's a very important. Wear makeup. Well, if you, I mean, if you can stand it. It helps you not look monotone. I have found that I really like tanning spray. Mm. They have facial really tanning sprays out there now. And especially if you're trying to be better about sun exposure, it's a great way to keep color on your face and look healthy while you have the lighter hair going.
0: Oh, now see, I thought that glow you had was just from hanging out at your lake house on the
1: weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so. It used to be, but I've been a lot better about wearing hats lately and I'm telling you, these sprays are, they're pretty amazing, and you can keep your face out of the sun.
0: All right. You want to change up your makeup a little bit, sometimes the colors you wear. Anything else that you think is good for women to know? Being patient.
1: Being patient, right. That if your hair is as light as mine, it is susceptible to sun. So you have issues with yellowing at times, heat damage, it yellows your hair. So that can be frustration. There are blue shampoos or purple shampoos out there, but they can leave gray deposits on your hair and ding it down. So with all that, you kind of got to figure things out, kind of a new beauty routine issues that you have to handle. Other than that, just kind of wear it proudly. Yeah. Hold your head up. Yeah. And don't pay attention to the people that inevitably will say insensitive things because you'll probably get a lot more positives back than you do negatives.
0: Yeah, I think it's wearing it proudly. Attitude speaks volumes and how we carry ourselves. So I think that's great advice. The other thing is there's so much available on the internet and Instagram in regard to advice and there bloggers out there. It, it's amazing what you can find on the internet these days.
1: You I mean, way back when I did it, maybe a few years, year or two afterwards, That's when I joined Facebook, and there were already silver groups on Facebook, then Instagram, you get the Instagrammers, and they're pretty good about helping you feel better about it. The biggest thing is you can't be too hard on yourself, and some of these women can be a little bit judgmental. I decided to do this, so this is for everybody, and everybody should do this to be your authentic self. Well, I don't know. That's a little bit of BS. I think you can be your authentic self and still color your hair. So when you're out there getting encouragement, don't be put off by the people that are a little bit too proud of the fact that they do.
0: Well, I think most people know if you're 58 like I am and you got brown hair that you're coloring your hair. (laughs) (laughs) I'm truly not trying to hide anything. You can ask me anything. I'll probably tell you. So (laughs) one last question I have for you. Looking back when you were 40 years old, what would you like to tell your 40-year-old self? I think
1: tell your 40-year-old self to enjoy every phase of life as it comes. Don't hold on to a phase thinking it's not going to be the same because the next phase will be even better. Every phase of your life is going to have some peaks and valleys and some challenges but enjoy the good times and know that there's many more to come. And it just embrace the future. Embrace your age that you are. Do your best to stay healthy and take care of yourself. But don't fight it. Be proud of it.
0: Ah, No truer words spoken. Love it. Thank you so much, Anne, for being on the show today. And I really hope we gave some nice pearls and some enlightenment around going gray, because I'll tell you, it's out there and I see it every day. And I think it's something to consider. So not for everybody, but something to consider. And I'll (laughs) get there eventually. I will tell you that, my friend.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, you're welcome. It's great to see you. follow asking for a friend on social media outlets and provide a review and share this show wherever you get your podcasts reviews and sharing help us grow